Hello! Hi! Yeah, hi, how's it going? It's me, Daniel Kay. I'm, uh, I'm the host of uh, my own podcast, which I produce, the one you're listening to now. I named it after myself, because I'm the host. The one voice you'll hear tonight, apart from the voice of my Game Boy Color, but uh, we'll meet that little darling a little later. Yeah, the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. It's a Let's Play podcast. Wow, isn't that a unique concept which doesn't exist apart from here in this shed where I'm making it happen? Yeah, wow, what a what a cool idea, Dan. Good job for having that idea half a year ago and then making it into a podcast. Slightly more than half a year? How long have I been going for? Not a full year yet. Not a full year yet. Started... <laughs> Let me think. March, April, May. Just after June? I'm trying to use my actual memory instead of, uh, you know, looking on uh, on my computer on the internet where I'll just know for sure instantly. It's hard to use my own memory these days. It's real hard. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the Daniel Case Let's Plays podcast. Welcome to it. It's me, Daniel, the host. I'm making it happen for you. Yeah, I can hear myself, I can feel myself getting into a rut of saying the same thing every single time at the beginning of the episode, so I try and, uh, I try and kick myself out of that rut, but, uh, what results is an unsteady kind of flailing of words as I, you know, get up on the lip of that rut and I'm like, oh, oh, oh like a character in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater when they've been grinding along that rail and a skateboard for too long and it gets really hard to keep the little meter in the center of that arc which pops up so that you can keep on grinding. It's like, oh, I've ground so much I can't grind anymore. Oh, oh, oh. That's what I'm like on the rim of the rut which I'm always in. It's where I can be in the rut and it's all going smoothly and I can say, Hello, welcome to Daniel K's Let's Play is the world's first and favourite audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. The podcast where I, your host, Daniel K, play video games in an audio-only format and you can't see what's on the screen and I describe to you with my voice and theatre of the mind, that kind of thing. But if I try and do it differently, I'm like, I- I'm d- da- d- Daniel, okay, uh, 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 G, okay, uh... I do a uh, YouTube Let's Play Fuck, start again. And then that happens. But you know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes that's the introduction that you get. A shit one. Hey, welcome to the show after the shit introduction. We got past the introduction, now we're up to the portion of the show where we play a video game. Oh Jesus, this is a real bad one, listeners. Sorry, uh, but hopefully the gameplay won't be that bad because it's a good. It's good. It's always a good one to play Pokemon Blue, except when it's boring. But sometimes it's not boring. It's miserable and sad. Although last episode, hey, how about that last last episode? Uh, unseasonable uh, luck came flowing in to warm my cold, cold and miserable heart in this little shed which I record in. Uh, I caught that Chansey out of absolutely nowhere. Uh, Johnny Five didn't die, like he was 100%, like, you know, by all rights should have in the fight which I had at the beginning of the episode. And then Sarah learnt Surf. We made all kinds of progress. It was a great episode. What's going to happen in this episode, listeners? Well, first of all, we're going to turn up the wheel to get some sound. Oh my god, four minutes? Shit, the worst introduction I've ever done lasted like four fucking minutes. I'm sorry, everyone. 
Unreal, sorry. <laughs> uh, oh well. You get that sometimes. It's, it's mixed, the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. I sure hope I wasn't saying something in the beginning of the podcast. Like, I sure hope I didn't start a sentence which I didn't end. I mean, you people listening now probably know if I did or I didn't. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so yeah, what are we going to do this time? We're going to continue, play Adanel. Oh my god, 30 hours of gameplay. Jesus. Oh, I'm still in the safari zone. I've just got the thing. Uh, yeah, I've got like 100 steps left. Uh, and Sarah just learnt surf. So let's quickly try and find... Yeah, there's some water right here. Oh, and there's a little house I can see on the other side. There's like a... We're in the safari zone wasting our steps, our precious steps, which cost us $500 to take. I've just run up to the side of the water. We're going to go visit what looks like it might be a secret house. Uh, fuck! Oh, listeners. Oh, I've been thwarted by the the stupid game containing the cartridge stuffed into the back of this handheld video game playing console called a Game Boy, which I've got and I'm playing now. Guess what's happened? I've entered my Pokemon pocket menu, where all the Pokemon in my party live. My party pocket. I've reached into the party pocket. I've interrupted the Pokemon party going on in there. I've grabbed Sarah out of the party and said, Hey, Sarah, can you get in that water and swim about with the surf move I just taught you? And she's like, nah, fuck off, mate. You need a new badge. A new badge is required. So until I get that badge, probably the psychic badge, the let's almost kill Johnny Five psychic badge, I can't be swimming around and getting to that secret house there. What an absolute bummer. All right. I guess I... guess I'll... Uh... I'll just walk around until my time's up. Oh, is there anything down here? No, this is a dead end. This whole area is a dead end. Uh, Alright, I'll just cut to when it's over. i cut to when my time in here is over. Ah, uh, PA. Ding dong. Time's up. Your safari game is over. This battle is over. Hey, did you get a good haul? Come again. Yeah, cool. Alright, so what we do now... Let's explore the town, shall we? I'll, I'll keep it snappy by doing lots of cuts. Uh, so let's... Uh, I think I'm in, like, the north area ta- area of town now. I think there's, like, Pokemon in in uh, little uh, walled-off areas, which people can look at. Let's just start uh, having a look at them now. There's, like, a little Pokemon in this grassy area. Let's read the sign. Kangaskhan! A maternal Pokemon that raises its young in a pouch on its belly. And we see a picture of it. Wow, what a big head that Kangaskhan has got. Yeah, Kangaskhan, the parent-type Pokemon. Okay, cool. Over to the left, there's a shell. Just a shell in a pool of water, also in a walled-off area. Kabuto, a Pokemon that was resurrected from a fossil. Oh! Look at that sprite! The Pokemon Blue Kabuto is completely different to how I was expecting it to look. Oh, it's so sort of streamlined and smooth, not ridged or bumpy at all. Alright, so that's this area of the zoo looked at. Let's cut to when I found somewhere else. It's a guy in the street, let's see what he has to say. Hey, did you try the safari game? Some Pokemon can only be caught there. Okay, that won't make it to the final cut. Oh, look, the Pokemon Mart. Let's enter the Pokemon Mart. Have a little conversation with this woman here. Oh, she didn't have anything to say interesting at all. There's a man here we'll speak to. No, he had nothing to say. Um, 
Okay, let's speak to the employee of the Pokemart, see if they've got like any new balls to, to, to sell me. Uh, hi there, may I help you? Bye. Take your time. Ultra Ball! I think, listeners, I'm going to be splurging. I'm going to be spending a bunch of my money recklessly on Ultra Balls because I really need to have the best chance possible of catching Pokemon because of how 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 small my chances are to catch Pokemon. They cost so much though, they're 1,200 bucks. Hey, let's uh, let's sell all our other balls. Great balls, I got eight great balls. They're gonna get sold. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight great balls, 2,400 bucks. Hey, I can only pay you 2,400 for that. Yeah, go on. That's fine. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, a nugget I can sell. One nugget, 5,000 bucks, done. Yep, done. An X accuracy, I'm never going to use that. Sell that, 475 bucks, sure, whatever. Um, mm, 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 mm. HMs, DMs, I don't know what they do. Alright, let's buy some Ultra Balls. How many? Five for six thousand bucks. Ultra Balls? That'll be six thousand, okay? Yep. Okay. So we need to remember we've only got six balls. Six balls. Let's leave the Pokemart. And keep exploring the town. There's a sign here. Lapras. Okay, we're reading a sign in front of a, uh, a big pool of water which is fenced off. AKA the King of the Seas. Lapras, the transport type. Isn't that funny? I, I always think of Lapras as a woman Pokemon. Maybe it's because it has kind of like the word lass in it. Lapras. But if Lapras is the King of the Sea, kings are usually men. I, I don't know. I, it's, some, it's funny like that. Some Pokemon are exclusively... The, the game makes a point of saying, oh, this is an exclusively female type of Pokemon. Like a Nidoqueen, there's no male Nidoqueens. They're all ladies. Uh, a Chansey, there's no male Chanseys. They're, they're all lady Chanseys. They're all Lady Luck Pokemon. And so Lapras in my head, I was thinking, oh, all Laprases are Lady Laprases. But, uh, yeah. Hey, my, um, whatcha call it? Pre, my pre-judgment was incorrect. Okay, there's another zoo area here. There's what looks like a Pokeball in this little field. Let's read the sign. Oh, it's a Voltorb. I kind of saw that coming. The very image of a Pokeball. Yeah, there's the Voltorb. There's a little boy looking at the Voltorb. And that item ball in there is really a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you're right, kid. There's some kind of fairy in here. Chansey. Catching one is all up to chance. Oh, I am a rare and elusive Pokemon. Okay, none of the others had uh, had Pokedex entries because I I did not didn't I haven't caught any of them. But I've caught a Chansey. I've caught a Chansey, listeners. I have to shut up about that because it's going to be 50% of the Let's Play as me just saying that. Right down here, there's one last Pokemon to look at. Let's look at the Pokemon. Slowpoke, friendly. No, it's fucking not. Not a friendly Pokemon. Friendly and very slow moving. Oh, a Slowpoke! Oh, a Slowpoke! I was getting it confused with a Snorlax. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, Slowpoke. Yeah, Slowpokes are real cool. I'm dumb and tired. I've been to the art gallery this morning. I've been carrying this little sort of baby guy who I hang out with. 
uh, around an art gallery, and he goddamn loved it. But man, if this little baby isn't getting into a heavy kind of toddler-shaped thing, and it's real hard to carry around an art gallery for all day, and I'm exhausted. Yep. In front of the slowpoke, there's a man. Let's speak to him. Eric. Wow, this guy has a name even. Eric. Uh, Where's Sarah? I said I'd meet her here. Okay, that's really weird. Oh, hey. uh, Let's go give the old man his teeth back, huh? I've walked back down south to the south area of town. I've entered. And is this uh, Mr. Pokemon? No, the... Daniel gave the gold teeth to the warden, the safari's own warden, that's who it is. The warden popped in his teeth. I just picked them up off the ground, you should put them in some water first or something. The warden says, hey, thanks kid. No one can understand a word that I said. I couldn't work out that way. Let me give you something for, something for your trouble. Daniel received HMO4. What's that? What's HMO4? Is it strength? What kind of move is strength? Is it a rock kind of move? That would be pretty cool. Use. Boot it up an HM. It contains strength. Teach strength to the Pokemon? Yeah. Okay, Johnny Five can learn strength. Sarah can learn strength. Cabbage, my baby Geodude, level 18, not really a member of the party yet, can also learn strength. So they're three ground types. Johnny Five, Sarah, and Cabbage. So is Strength a ground type move? That would be pretty cool. Let's teach it to... I've just told it to Cabbage just as an experiment. Uh, stats. I can't see... Here we are. There's Strength in the list, but I can't see if it's a ground type move. It would be pretty cool if it was. Okay, I've walked over to the corner of the... um, of this guy's house where there's a big boulder which is blocking off my uh, access to a pokeball on the ground. Let's uh, let's use Cabbage's newfound strength to push it. Cabbage use strength. Cabbage can move boulders. Yeah, I just pushed the boulder out of the way by walking into it after having selected strength from the menu of, of moves which Cabbage you can use learn. Oh man, this episode's already going a little longer than I wanted to. Like, it's, it, I'm looking at the timer, it's almost 16 minutes, and I haven't really achieved anything. Um, sorry, people. Alright, what Pokeball is this I've just discovered? A rare candy. Okay, cool. Uh, let's leave. And now let's do what? Hey, should we connect up the paths? I don't feel that safe about, uh, about taking on the Psychic Gym yet. Um, although maybe that one, um, maybe that one Hypno level 38 was, like, actually the strongest Pokemon in there, and that the main boss person isn't going to be really a challenge after that. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, but before that, let's waste time by going over to the east, finding a new route, maybe catching a new Pokemon would be maybe cool? Hey, yeah, that's something to be excited about, isn't it? So, over here to the east, uh, item... Where are you? Silscope town map. Town map, there you are. Route 15. We haven't had a Route 15 yet. So there's a building here which I need to pass through. Uh, oh, there's an upstairs to this building. Yeah, there's... there's. Uh, I'm up here. Oh, there's a, a Pokemon, one of Professor Oak's aides. Hi, remember me? I'm Professor Oak's aide. 
Hey, if you caught 50 kinds of Pokemon, I'm supposed to give you no goddamn way. So, Daniel, have you caught at least 50 kinds of Pokemon? Yep. Let's see. Uh-oh, you have caught only 25 kinds of Pokemon. Oh, jeez. You need 50 kinds if you want the EXP all. Okay. Well, let's exit and uh, exit out to the east. Here out into Route 15. Right. Town map, Route 15, yeah, and there's some long grass right in front of me, so I can just step out right now. It's going to happen right now, listeners. We're going to step out into some long grass. We're going to catch a new Pokemon here on Route 15. Oh, trying to get pumped up. I'm trying to get excited. Stepping into the grass now is going to be great. I'm going to catch it, definitely. In I step to the grass. I'm in the grass. I'm walking around. Left and right, I'm walking in the grass. What's it going to be? <gasps> It's a Pidgey. Alright, kill the bird. Uh, Grookly hit dead in one, Johnny Five killed the bird. It's a Pidgey! That's like the hundredth Pidgey that has foiled my planets to catch a new Pokemon. Um, Alright, let's have a little walk around and let's, uh, let's see what other Pokemon are in this little patch of grass, which I missed out on. I've just put Cabbage out front so that I can two birds with one stone, see if Strength is an actual ground move. That'd be pretty cool if it was. Uh, then again, if I encounter another Pidgey, maybe ground moves don't affect bird types? Is that, could that be the case? There's, what is it? Oh! Okay, well I've already got one of him as well. A wild bell sprout appeared. Go Cabbage! Let's just have a look at your uh, moves. Tackle, which is normal. Defense curl, which is normal. Rock throw, which is rock. And then, ah, oh, strength is a normal type, not a special type. Run away. Can't escape! I can't escape. I ran, it said can't escape. Enemy Bellsprout used rap. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Bellsprout. That's a nice thing for you to have done. Yeah, it's not very effective. Switch switch Pokemon. Switch Pokemon to Keith and Andy. Cabbage enough comeback. Go Keith and Andy. Phew! Uh, okay. Bellsprout used poison powder, but it didn't affect Keith and Andy. No, sir. No, Brad Bellsprout. I was born and bred in that briar patch. Yes, sir. Born and bred in the briar patch. Born and bred in the briar patch. <laughs> Alright, let's run away now. Got away safely. Man. I got the chills there. If it had vine whipped me, Cabbage would be dead. Oh, a Venonat! A wild Venonat I could have had. That would have been good. A psychic bug. Fuck. Man, a psychic bug. I would have taken that Venonat and then just messed up that whole psychic gym because it's, it's. I think it's just like bugs and psychic, which is strong against psychic. Um, but as it is, we can just run away, got away safely. Oh, let's take Cabbage out of first position. Which we put in. Keith and Andy can go in front. Switch Keith and Andy for Cabbage. Alright, I think that's probably everyone. Uh, there's not usually more than three different Pokemon types in a patch of grass, is there? Alright, let's advance along this route until it meets up with the other Snorlax blocking the route to the uh, the sea path where the fishermen are. So, uh, to advance along the route, I need to step past a woman here who I'm going to fight. Let's get into a fight with this lady. Dun, dun, da, da, da. Hey, want to play with my Pokemon? Maybe I should try and get this 
Yeah, let's get this these fights out of the way quick, because I can't imagine that you guys are interested in what these people have to say. Uh, junior trainer female wants to fight. She's got three Pokemon. First one's a Bellsprout, and it is dead. Killed in two shots by Keith and Andy with all of my acids, and the next Pokemon is... Oh! Keith and Andy grew to level 33. Well done. Well done, Keith and Andy. Next trainer, uh, next thing is an Oddish. Alright, and it is dead. Killed by Keith and Andy, and the next one is a Tanglia, and it is dead. Killed again by Keith and Andy. Well done, Keith and Andy. 10 to 71 out of 95 health. Keith and Andy gained a whole bunch of experience, and I defeated the junior trainer who says, Oh, I was too impatient. Cool, moving on. I uh, walk along the path to the east. Another trainer. Uh, more long grass. I, walk, I step in front of this trainer. Guys, these are men. Hey, when I whistle, I can summon bird Pokemon. Fuck, Keith and Andy, get the hell out of there. I need to switch out Keith and Andy pretty quickly, because he can't be handling no birds, no sir. Birds strong against plants. Wow, four Pokemon, Birdkeeper. First Pokemon, a Pidgeotto. And I'm going to switch out for Constantine. And the Pidgeotto is dead. And the next Pokemon is a Farfetch'd. Oh, it's a Pizza Mix Games. But it is also dead. Kill the confusion. And the next Pokemon is a Doduo. And it is dead. And the next Pokemon is a... Oh. Constantine grew to level 35. Groovy. Uh, and the next Pokemon is a Pidgey, and it is dead, and I defeated the Bird Keeper, and he has this to say. Nothing interesting, and we're moving along the path. Oh, I've stepped in front of someone else. Huh? My birds are shivering. You're good, aren't you? Shit. I was kind of hoping it wouldn't be another Bird Keeper, because I've still got Keith and Andy out in front. What are you doing out there, Keith and Andy? Three Pokemon. The first one is a Dodrio. Oh, what an angry-looking thing. Level 28. Keith and Andy get the... Testing, testing. Hello. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, what the, what, what's the fucking... Oh, my God. What's going on? Um, listeners. Oh, no. And I encountered an error in my recording software, Audacity. It started doing something real weird. Not recording my voice. I just lost six minutes of the episode. Uh, can you believe it? It just didn't record. I looked up and uh, I, the the like it was just real weird. It didn't even pop up an error message. It just I looked up and it wasn't like it, it was recording my voice and then it was almost like it was recording it and then deleting it a few seconds afterwards. So it looked like there was always like. Uh, three seconds of my voice saved up on the screen, and then it would just disappear as the as the the little meter, the cursor, went along. Right? That's fucked. Uh, luckily, nothing that interesting happens. Uh, when when I, when the error started, I was fighting the bird catcher man. Um, yeah, we defeated the bird catcher man. Uh, who did I? I I changed over to Johnny Five. Johnny Five went up a level. Kill the bird catcher man, and then I kept on moving along Route 15. I encountered uh, two women standing next to each other, uh, and one of them had a a Bulbasaur and an Ivysaur, and I used Keith and Andy to kill them both. Keith and Andy, I think, went up one level. 
That was nice. I got to say uh, that they they tried to use poison moves on me, like poison powder. They tr- both of them tried to use poison powder on me once. So that meant that there were two opportunities where I got to say, oh, "I was born and bred in the Briar Patch, Briar Bulbasaur." <laughs> oh no, I was born and bred in the Briar Patch, Briar Ivysaur. <laughs> and I love saying that shit. So I was real disappointed that I, that didn't make it into the recording. Lost forever now. You'll never hear me say those things I just said. And then I defeated them. I moved on to the next person. It was a gloom. Uh, uh, Keith and Andy got paralyzed by the gloom. They gave me a real hard time, that gloom. Uh, so once Keith and Andy finally killed the gloom, it was a real close thing. I swapped out for the next fight. Now, uh, Mr. Tolly, the Pidgeot, is fighting these plant types uh, of this lady. It's an oddish. So, uh, now you've been caught up. That's a, so a whole six minutes of the episode, I've just told you. And, you know, maybe this should just be recaps, huh? Oh, but then you wouldn't hear the cool sounds of me moving through the Pokemon environment. Uh, so yeah, I've just turned up the game music and we're back in the battle with this lady, one of two ladies who are standing next to each other just a little bit further along from where I left you listeners. Uh, I've defeated one of the ladies. I'm in a heated battle with the second lady. She's got her second Pokemon and Oddish out. We're going to fight. Wing attack the Oddish. Mr. Soul use wing attack. Yeah. Bish bash bosh down in one bang! Super effective, well done, Mr. Tolly. And uh, Mr. Tolly gain experience. Here comes the last Pokemon, it's another Oddish, and I'll cut to when it's dead. Pow, bang, dead. Super effective, wonderful. Oddish fainted. Mr. Tolly gain experience, I defeated the junior trainer female. She says, oh, not good enough, and I got some money. Um, how are we doing? Keith and Andy's doing terrible, I'll move them out of first position. Constantine's a little beat up. I used Constantine. Uh, Sarah's great. Cabbage is useless. Johnny Five is it's taking on a little tap. But still, I think I'll put Johnny Five out front. And now I'll keep on walking along the east. Ah, oh, people on bikes! People on bikes! Step in front of these people on bikes. I'll just double check that I'm not in a new route. Hang on. Where are you, town map? Where's the town map? Here it is. Use. No, it's still Route 15. Step in front of this first blank person. Oh, they've seen me. Hey, fork over all your cash when you lose to me, kid. Oh, a bully. He's gonna take my money. And I'm a really rich guy, too. Okay, this biker has three Pokemon. The first one is a coughing. Cut to when it's dead. Bang! Good job, Johnny Five. Alright, the next Pokemon is a Grimer, and it is dead! Critically hit, Daniel One, Johnny Five. Put it on a pair of pants this time. Uh, Biker's now to use Wheezing, and it is dead! Killed two critical hits. Wheezing fainted. Johnny Five gained a ton of experience. I defeated the biker who's got some garbage to say, but I'm just gonna blah 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 blah. Next biker, bang! In a fight with a new biker. Hey kid, come on! I just got these. No context for what he's talking about. Maybe he means the Pokemon I'm about to I'm about to dispatch. Holy moly! Five Pokemon. One, two, three, four, five Pokemon. The first one's a coughing, and it's dead. And the second one is a oh. Johnny Five grew level 35. Groovy O Johnny Five. And the second one is a coughing and it's dead. And the third one is a wheezing and it's dead. <laughs> and the fourth one is a coughing and it's dead. And the fifth and final one is a Grimer and it's dead. Beautiful. Well done, Johnny Five. Johnny Five's poison, ladies and gentlemen, and is on 69 health out of 112 total points of health that he could be on. 
So uh, I'm going to feed Johnny Five some items. I'm going to feed him one of my six antidotes. Ba -ba bing no more poison. I'm going to uh, feed him some uh, delicious fresh water, of which I have two bottles. So I've got to use up that, you know. Cool. Maybe I'll give... I'll give another, the, the last fresh water to Constantine, so that Constantine, I also want to gri grind Constantine up. I reckon I'll be using Constantine on the fight with the Psychic Gym Leader. Yeah, that's what I reckon. So in fact, I'm going to switch uh, Constantine out to the front position, so in the next group of fights, which will be with these two ladies here, which are further along Route 15. Man, Route 15 is just one long, straight path. There are patches of grass in the northern area, of this long straight path. There's a, a road through the middle of it, which I'm walking down, and then there's like short grass with no Pokemon in all down the south side. And then up top, I, I can see there's a jump downable cliff, which I assume I'll get access to eventually, but uh, only probably after I fought these two ladies. Here comes the first lady fight. Oh, you're a little cutie, says this lady. Well, let's have a fight, because everything's fighting. Everything is fighting in this world of Pokemon. A beauty has two Pokemon, and the first one is a Pidgeotto, and it's dead. And the second one is a, a Wigglytuff. Will Daniel change Pokemon? No. Come at me, Wigglytuff. Oh my god! Jesus Christ! That sprite is like a jump scare! <laughs> Holy fuck! Wow! I was not expecting that! That'll be in the thumbnail. Man, Wigglytuff is like... A BOO! Alright, and it is dead and the fight is over. Well done, Constantine. Okay. Alright. Come on, blah blah blah. Quit talking. Thank you. Wow! She's real rich. $2,030 I got. Alright. Next lady fight. You look gentle, so I think I can beat you. Man. I... Uh... Yeah. It's pretty shameful. The uh, stereotypes which they've used instead of female characters in this game. You look gentle, so I think I can beat you, says this uh, lady who sends out a Pikachu. And here comes the de death for the Pikachu. Bam! Dead! I got it. But gosh darn it, if that Pikachu didn't paralyze me with a Thunder Wave. So uh, I'm paralyzed now. And out comes a Raichu. Will that all change Pokemon? Yeah. Hey, let's send Sarah out there, because um, Sarah is a ground slash poison, and the Raichu isn't going to be able to do anything to us. Go, Sarah. <laughs> let's see. Um, hey, why not Body Slam? That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good option, isn't it? Yeah. Oh man, I paralyzed the Raichu right back at it. Yes. Man. Okay, and it's on a tiny fraction of health as well. Oh, Raichu use Thunder Wave. It doesn't affect Sarah. Actually, that's probably not because I'm... No, it's just... Uh, no, I take back that whistling. It didn't make sense. The whole born and bred in the briar patch thing is reserved for when a Pokemon uses a move of my type against me. Not when a Pokemon who is weak against me uses a move. What was I thinking? Anyway, back to the action. Alright, poison sting it. Just a poison sting will do. Yep, bang. Sarah... The Raichu Fainers. Go Sarah, Daniel's defeated Junior Trainer. And uh, let's keep on walking. And don't look back. Uh, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll swap uh, 
Johnny Five out instead of Constantine in the first position because Johnny Five isn't paralyzed and Johnny Five and, and, and Constantine is. All right, I think we've reached the end of uh, of Route 15. So up, no- up north, I can now walk. Uh, there's a guy on a bike. There's another guy way down south as well. And now here's a shrub which I can cut down. Let's go uh, Pokemon, Keith and Andy. Hi there, use cut. Keith and Andy use cut. So let, let's walk all the way back along. I'm not even going to fast forward. I'm just walking along Route 15. Oh, fuck! Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, she gave me a real big scare. There's a trainer up here. I didn't see her coming. I just, yep. She says, hey, what's cool? Trading Pokemon. Uh-huh. Let's have a Pokemon fight. Junior trainer lady wants to fight. She only has one Pokemon, so it's going to be a big one. She sent out Clefairy. Oh, what a cute little thing. Level 33. Go Johnny 5. You got this. There's, there's nothing stopping you from critical hit. Uh, in one Oh, critical hit. So, so close. It must be on like two health. Clefairy is minimize. Okay, and now it's a tiny little thing, and it's it's evade rose. So let's just scratch it. Twenty five, you scratch. Oh, I managed to hit it, even though it was minimized. It's a critical hit instead. Good job, Johnny five. Don't even need to fast forward. Um, she said something dumb. Let's speak to her again. Does she want to trade to us? She says, "I trade Pokemon with my friends." Oh, okay. Okay, thanks for that. Alright, we walk along, we walk along, we're walking, walking, walking. Here's the item at the very end of this long, long route. Let's get it. TM20! Okay, I wonder what TM20 is. Oh, this is exciting. Uh, 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 TM20 use, booted up a TM. Rage! Okay, no thank you, no, Rage is dumb, I'm gonna sell that one. Okay, let's walk all the way over to the east. I cut back to when I'm at the entrance to this long path. Alright, I've just, yeah, I'm out here. Uh, I think still in Route 15. Let's double check with the town map. Use Route 14! Route 14! I want a new route! I want a new route, listeners! I'm gonna avoid. Oh man. Uh. Wow, this is like a really... I'm, I'm walking up north now, and it's a massively wide walkway. Like, it's two screens wide. It takes a long while to walk from left to right. But then, it starts to be dis- div- divided in the middle by hedges. So I can either take the road up the left, or I can take the road up the right. So, let's take the road up the left. Oh, there are bicyclists. Um, here's some long grass. It's on the other side of a cut-downable tree. I, I've just not fought anyone, because I'm really keen to get to this long grass. Okay. Alright, so my strategy at this long grass, i just double-check that I'm still in Route 14. Yep, Route 14, the north-heading route. Uh, I'm going to put Sarah out front. No, I'll put Cabbage out front. Let's switch Cabbage out front. Yeah, okay, with level 18, uh, Cabbage the Geo dude out front. We're going to step into the long grass. What are we going to get, listeners? What are we going to get? A new Pokemon! Oh! Oh, Venonat! The Venonat! Wild Venonat! Level 26! Go Cabbage! Awesome. Okay. Uh. Now, rocks are strong against Bug. So I worry about killing it in one show. No. I'm level 18, it's 26. I can use Rock Throw. Venonat used Disable. And Cabbage's Strength was disabled. Cabbage used Rock Throw. I throw the rocks at the bug. It's level 26. It goes down to just under half health. It's super effective. Yeah. 
Uh, so... I'm already just going to use Psychic on me and it'll just one-shot me. So let's quickly use a Ultra Ball, of which I have... Five? I thought I bought six! Why have I only got five Ultra Balls? I bought six Ultra Balls, didn't I? Alright, let's buy some Ultra Balls. How many? Five for six thousand bucks. Ultra Balls? That'll be six thousand, okay? Yep. Okay. So we need to remember we've only got six balls. Five for six thousand bucks. We need to remember we've only got six balls. Five for six thousand. We need to remember we've only got six balls. for six thousand. We need to remember we've only got six balls. for six thousand bucks. We need to remember we've only got five for six six five six five six five 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 six six five. Well, that's a bit fucked. Let's throw the Daniel. Use the ultra ball. Chuck an ultra ball at the venonat. Yeah. All right. Venonat was caught. Oh jeez, new Pokédex adder will be dated for the Venonat. Venonat, insect, lives in the shadows of tall trees where it eats insects. Oh fuck. It is attracted by light at night. And you want to give a nickname to the Venonat? Yes. Um. Um. Alright, I'm going to name this Venonat Ayuna. After the uh, after Ayuna Gonzalez, who made that Doom 2 uh, custom map, which I played. Yeah. Because why not? Why not? I don't, I don't think Ayuna listens to the podcast. But why not? A-R-J-U-N-A. Ayuna. Alright. Done. Ayuna was transferred to Bill's PC. Okay. I think I probably want... I think I prob. Oh, I got a barky dog, listeners. All right. Anyway, I think I probably want Ayuna with me when I take on the Psychic Gym because Bug Psychic—that's a winning combination when you're fighting other Psychics. Uh, yeah, it sure would be. It's a real shame that Venonat is a dual class Bug Poison Pokemon and not Psychic at all, and is therefore weak against Psychic Pokemon. So fuck me, I guess. Oh well. Okay, what's on the other side of this long grass? Oh, nothing. It's just a big dead end. Cool, that's fine. Um, let's take on these cyclists. Let's do it real quick. Who's out front? Let's go. Johnny Five. Switch out front. Bang, bim, boom. Let's step in front of the first cyclist. And, okay, blah, blah, blah. Says something dumb, and it has three Pokemon, and the first one is a... Oh, Grimer, and it is dead. Critical hit, dead in one. Go, Johnny Five. And the next one is a Grimer, and it is dead. Critical hit, dead in one. Put it on a shirt. Go, Johnny Five. And the next one is oh, Johnny Five grew level twenty-six. That's nice, Johnny Five. Hey, Johnny Five is trying to learn Swift. Hmm. Well, why can't it be a ground type? Fuck. Come on, man. Johnny Five is a ground-type Pokemon. Give me ground-type moves. Like, I don't have any ground-types. Delete an older move to make room for Swift. Which move should be forgotten? Scratch... Well... I mean, Scratch is completely obsolete. Scratch, Sand Attack, Slash, and Poison Sting. Thank God for Slash. But why doesn't this Sand-type Pokemon have any ground moves? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Does it ever learn any? Who knows? 
but let's 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 replace Scratch with Swift. I'd never need to use uh, Scratch ever again. And Swift at least has a gimmick. Swift is like magic missile in D&D. Swift never misses no matter what. I think even if a Pokemon burrows on the ground or flies up in the air, Swift will still get him. So I guess that's good to have, I guess. Biker's about to use coughing and it's dead. Great. Actually finished it off with a Swift, ladies and gentlemen. I christened the move. Alright, Biker's defeated. Next Biker. There we are. And uh, yeah, it says something dumb and it's got two Pokemon. And the first one is a coughing and it's dead. Well done. Well done, Johnny Five. That was a level 29, by the way. Johnny Five's 36. Biker's about to use Grimer and it's dead. Critical hit dead in one. Well done, Johnny Five. That was the last of our slashes. No more slashes from Johnny Five. So Johnny Five is now totally useless. Uh, so let's pop, pop Johnny Five back in the party. Constantine's paralyzed and has taken a bit of a beating. Uh, Keith and Andy's also paralyzed and has taken even more of a beating. I guess we'll send Mr. Tolly out front. Switch Mr. Tolly. First position. I was avoiding grinding Mr. Tolly because, like, I don't know. I kind of want to use slightly more tanky Pokemon when I'm fighting the Psychic Gym. I get a feeling that the Psychic Gym is going to be really punishing. Uh, the psychic end boss guy, uh, the poison ninja Koga, I think is his name. Anyway, next biker, bang in the fight, and he's got oh four Pokemon. First one's a coughing, and it's dead. And the next one's a dinning, it's dead. Gosh, and the next one is a Grimer, and it's dead. The next one's a coughing, and it's dead. Okay, fight's over. A biker's gonna say something real dumb to me, blah blah blah. Yeah, Mr. Tolly was poisoned in that fight. Once this uh, idiot on a bike has finished yapping at me, I'm gonna dip into my bag. I've got five antidotes left. I'll use one of them on Mr. Tolly. He's on 92 out of 125 health now. That was actually a pretty tough, like, tough as far as beating up my bird kind of fight. But, uh, yeah, we'll walk all the way down to the south of uh, Route 14. Uh, it's the corner of the L shape which it makes with Route 15. See, Route 15, I walked all the way along to the right. Now here's Route 14, which is going uh, up north, but in a really wide kind of way. It's like a huge thoroughfare. But uh, there's one last person to fight. Hey, I'm not into it, but okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. It's got two Pokemon, it's a bird keeper, bird on bird, Spearow, and it is dead. Beautiful, Mr. Tolly. Next one's a... Oh! Oh, Mr. Tolly, you grew to level 39. Well done. Bird keeper's about to use Fero, and uh, it is dead, and the fight is over. Man, Fero is kind of an ugly sprite, i got to be honest. A weird, thin little beak and then dumb arcs of wings. I'm sure it looks pretty good from behind. Like, I, I used to use a Fero quite a bit in my young childhood playthroughs. Oh, look, as I come up north here, last time I went uh, the left side of the thoroughfare and got to the long grass. Now I go to the right side, what do I find? More assholes! Let's fight them! Uh, here's the first one. 
Blah, 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 blah. It's got uh, one Pokemon. It's another Bird Keeper. Bird Keeper. Farfetch sent out. Hello, Farfetch, level 33. And is dead. Got dead, and the fight's over. All right. Blah, 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 blah. Bird Keeper. Okay, next Bird Keeper. There he is. This Bird Keeper says, We ride our motorcycles because there's more room out here on the cycle path. Yep. And uh, there's the Bird Keeper on his motorcycle sprite. It's a biker, I fucked up, listeners. Ah, oh, coughing, and it's... Oh, dead shit. Sorry, I forgot to be paying attention. <laughs> I was just playing the game. Um, yeah, uh, they're about to use Muck. Um, Mr. Tolly was poisoned in that last fight with the coughing. Uh, I'm on 90 out of 128 health. So we're a little bit on the back foot. But I think we should be able to power on and kill this big muck. Biker sent out muck. There's the muck. Fight. Uh, I don't want to fly because that'll use up two moves. And that means it, it doubles the instances that I get damaged by poison. So let's wing attack the muck. It's level 29. I'm level 39. We should have this safely in hand. Oh, fuck. That's about a quarter of its health. And I was just hurt by poison from 90. We go down to 82. Fuck, that's punishing. It just pounded me and I'm down to 73. Okay. Maybe it's worth flying. I flew up high. Hurt by poison. I go down to 65 health. Muck used pound, but it missed. Mr. Tolly used fly. Yeah, nice. Oh, that does so much damage. Mr. Tolly was hurt by poison again, though. I go down to 57. Muck used disable, but it failed. Quick attack. This is going to knock it out. Man. That's a tenser battle than it needed it to be. But I defeated the biker. The bird catcher biker. Ah, just the biker. Uh, I'll quickly use one of my, what, four remaining antidotes? Oh, jeez. On Mr. Tolly. There we are. He is pretty beat up. So let's switch someone else out front. Constantine's paralyzed and beaten up. Keith Nanny's paralyzed and beaten up. Johnny Five has no slashes left. Sarah, I don't want to grind because I'm not going to use her in the psychic fight. Because psychic is strong against poison and she's a poison. So let's keep Johnny Five out there. And Johnny Five can just use. No, I can't have Johnny Five just using Swift. No, yeah, Sarah, you go out. You go out, Sarah. You can grind a little bit. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, we keep on going up north. We walk up north. We're walking up north. Uh, oh, fuck! I've walked in front of someone. And they just walked up. Hey, TMs are on, are on sale in Celadon, but only a few people have HMs. And we're in a fight with this person. Why did I read that out? I don't care what these people have to say. A bird catcher. It's got two Pokemon, and the first one's a Pidgeotto, and it's dead. Done. Super effective. Hey, that was an ice beam. Ice is super effective against birds. That's interesting, isn't it? That's good to know. That's great to know. Is there a bird gym coming up? I hope so. Sarah could just like pow, pow, pow. Run through it. Okay, a Fero's up next. Go, Sarah. No, stay out there, Sarah. And it's dead. Done. Beautiful. Super effective. Man, I'm glad I discovered this. I defeated the bird keeper. Yeah, blah, 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 says the bird keeper. Blah, 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 blah. I got some money. Step in front of the next person next to the bird keeper. Let's get it done. Oh, it's another bird keeper. Beautiful. Stay out there, Sarah. Uh, he's got three Pokemon. 
The first one's a Spiro and it's dead. Critically hit. Beautiful. It's level 28 Spiro. I'm a level 39 uh, Nido Queen. Next one's a Dojuo and it's dead. Beautiful. Super effective. And the next one is a. Oh! Ah, oh, level 40! Sarah grew to level 40. This is my first level 40. It feels like something special. Birdkeeper is about to use Fearow. Will Daniel change Pokemon? No, go out there, Sarah. Now the Fearow is dead, done in with one single Ice Beam. Beautiful. Ah, oh, Sarah's great. What a cool Pokemon. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Birdkeeper says blah, blah, blah. There's a sign here next to the Birdkeepers. Route 14, west to Fuchsia City. And uh, let's see, is there anything over here? No, just blank empty space. So up to the north of these two bird keepers, there's like a big maze of fence posts. I'm in like a fence maze now. Uh, I'm guessing this is still Route 14. Town map. Yeah, Route 14. Let's, uh, let's just get right into it, shall we? Let's, uh, where should we go? This is a real maze. I'm, oh man. It's full of trainers too. This one looks like a biker. Let's just fight them. Yeah, okay. And they've got three Pokemon, it is a biker. Yeah, the first one's a coughing and it's dead. And the next one's a coughing and it's dead. And the next one's a coughing and it's dead. Beautiful, okay. And it's this person defeated. Yeah, blah, 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 shut up. Something about ripping his gears. Alright, uh, I notice there's a person I can fight here. They're standing in front of uh, a little section of this maze. I can do something clever here, listeners. I can step away from them to the east, and then I can step up into their field of view, and they'll walk towards me, thus uh, unblocking a passage, which I would otherwise not have been able to get to because they're blocking. So let's do that. Yeah, here they are. Uh, blah 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 blah. Let's fight them. A bird keeper with five Pokemon. Holy moly! Okay, first one's a Spearow, and it's dead. And the next one's a Pidgey, and it's dead. Beautiful. And the next one's a Pidgey. Oh, yeah, and it's level 25, and also dead. And the next one's a Spearow, and it's dead. Hey, and the next one's a uh, Spearow. This is the last one. Hey, how's it going, listeners? Are you having fun? I really hope so. It's episodes like this where nothing. Nothing really happens. I'm just watching Sarah body slam onto a bird until it's dead. I kind of feel self-conscious. Um... Oh, Sarah grew level 41. That was a real quick level. Man, Sarah is a machine. She just grinds these things off like nothing. And it goes up levels in the process. It's beautiful to watch. She's on 143 health now. That's amazing. Yeah, let me just put down that laptop for a second. Turn down the volume. I get self-conscious about episodes like this where it's just me going through some just random nobody trainers. Uh, like, I don't like to just leave it as this is all that happens. So I'm thinking maybe of just powering through and making this the longest episode which I've ever done. I've been thinking about having an unusually, uh, an unusually long episode of the Pokemon put out, like close to two hours, and see how that goes down. See how that sits with you, listeners. Um, see if anybody skips it because it's too long and that's reflected in the numbers. Yeah. Uh, anyway, on the topic of Sarah's incredibly increased health, I had a look at Chansey's 
uh, I, I googled Chansey, basically, because I wanted to know if Chansey was just like a trophy Pokemon who was useless to have, or Ch Chansey can actually be a legitimately good Pokemon to have in your party. And yeah, Chansey can be a legitimately good Pokemon to have in your party, but for really weird reasons. Chansey is an incredible thing. Chanseys have unbelievably high defense. And they have a massive hit point pool. They're like Sarah, except more so, I think. Like, they've got just tons of hit points, and they can just absorb hits like crazy. Uh, the issue is they have no offensive power. And so the website which I read said, so what you need to do, of course, like with most Pokemon in first gen, is you need to kind of give them really good TM moves, because they don't, the chance he doesn't learn anything on his own. Uh, there's a TM move which you can teach to Chansey which lets it uh, which lets you the player uh, spend one of Chansey's moves and then heal another Pokemon in your party so a really good strategy for people to do sometimes is put Chansey out in a tough fight like midway through the fight and then the, the tough Pokemon who you're fighting can just wail on Chansey for a bit and she can just absorb the blows like crazy uh, meanwhile, you're using her moves to heal the Pokemon, and then when that's all done, you've got a whole fully healed party and Chansey's all beat up. Uh, and then you just go back to sending out your good offensive Pokemon. So that's what some people do with Chansey. That's what maybe I'll consider doing too, maybe. We'll see We'll see how it, it, it pans out. But yeah, I'm glad Chansey is a viable option to put in a party, and not just a good-looking thing to have around. Um, yeah, so thanks for sticking with me on this little aside this little announcement that this will be a longer episode um, let's pick up the Game Boy again it's jeez it's 12.20 in the morning listeners it's Sunday when I started recording it was Saturday and it's just ticked across into Sunday it was 10 o'clock something something 10 o'clock when I started recording that audio error really fucked me up in the middle uh, anyway yeah, I just defeated this bird keeper and they've uh, walked out from the uh, this passage. So I'm going to walk down this passage now of this uh, of this fence maze. Oh, is it just somewhere I could have gotten anyway? Fuck that. Well, there's a guy here in the corner. Let's, let's just quickly kill him. Hey, blah, 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 blah. A bird keeper. Great. With uh, three Pokemon and the first ones. Oh, a Pidgey and it's... Oh, dead. What a shame. And the next one is a... A Doduo and it's dead. Oh, and the next one's a... A Pidgeotto and it's dead. Beautiful. Go Sarah. Okay, so the bird keeper is defeated. Blah, 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 blah. Sarah gained experience. Let's move on, shall we? Come on, come on. Here we are. All right, so we move along the map. There's another fella here. Similarly, I can I can get this guy to move out of the way if I if I approach him right. So I'll, I'll do that. Yep. Hey buddy, he's got um he's got four bird type a Pokemon. Is another bird keeper. First up's a Pidgey, and it's dead. Hey, you guys must be getting pretty sick of that one beeping noise, mustn't you? Sorry about that. Maybe I'll try and mix it up a bit. Oh, Spiro next, and it's dead. And the next one is a Pidgey, and it's. Dead! And then the final Pokemon is a... Fero, and it's... Dead. Done for. Beautiful. Man. Sarah is just crazy. This is amazing. She's taken no damage. She's just been like... And this is just... 
the bird keepers stand there and they throw birds at her like hand over fist and they just explode against her like against a wall. It's like throwing a bird against a wall. That's what it's like when they go up against Sarah. I don't advocate that activity. Birds are beautiful. Um, Alright. I'll go east through this hedge maze. This fence maze. Man, this is so dull. Oh, we've entered the... the uh, yeah, there are two women here. Uh, there's a guy down here. Let's, yeah, here's a guy to fight. Let's fight him. And he's got... Um, oh, four more bird-type Pokemon. Jesus. First one's a Pidgey, and it's dead. Beautiful. And the next one's a... Hey, you know what? Fuck it. It's the end of the fight now. Oh, hey. Beautiful. Yeah, the fight's over. Sarah just grew to level 42. All four bird Pokemon of that bird keeper defeated. I feel kind of dirty for doing that, for skipping through the whole fight. Because I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I'll ever do that again. Uh, next to this person is just a blank space. There must be like a hidden item there? No? No. Oh, here there must be. Further along. Yeah. A pee-pee up! Oh, Ice Beam's going to get more PP, because Ice Beam's awesome. Uh, items. PP up. Use PP up. Use PP up on Sarah. Raise PP of which technique? Ice Beam. Ice Beam's PP increased. Awesome. Man, yeah. The uh, technique of funneling extra stuff into Sarah continues. Alright, there's a sign down here. Trainer tips. Look to the left of that post. What? Okay, whatever. There were no hidden items on the ground left of the sign, whatever. Alright. Oh, there's a lady over there. She's going to be blocking the way, so... I'm not going to fight her, because it's pointless. Uh, and there's another lady over here. I'll fight this lady, sure thing. Uh, okay. And she has... Two Pokemon, and the first one's a Poliwag. Oh, water type. Oh, fuck, I'm ground. I can't be doing this. Uh, no, Ice Beam. Ice Beam on the water type. Super effective, dead in one. That's what this is going to be. No, it's not. It's not very effective. I thought ice was strong against water. What the fuck is this now? Poliwag use Bubble. Well, Bubble is pathetic. It's not going to do anything yet. Super effective. Well, yeah, well done. Did like five damage. So I'm not that worried. I've only got two body slams left, and then I have to use Surf. But Surf is going to be no good against these things. I've only got three Ice Beams left as well. Alright, kill it with a body slam. Poliwag fainted. Next one. Another Poliwag. Oh, damn it. Don't change Pokemon. Okay, cut to when it's dead. Uh, dead in one. Beautiful. Alright, oh, that fight's over. I kind of... Sarah's the, the last Pokemon, the last... Well, maybe Constantine can still go, even though he's a little bit disabled. Paralyzed. Okay, uh, let's fight this, this other woman who I didn't fight before, because it would have been pointless, because she would have walked forward and blocked my advance. Uh, okay, blah blah blah. She's got a Pidgey, and it's dead. And next, she's got a. Oh, she's got. Okay, here we are. She's about to use a Meowth. Uh, listeners, she's got four Pokemon total, three left. I didn't notice how many when I first started the the fight. I, I was looking at the clock. It says 12:29 a.m. now. Uh, 
So, whatever. Let's just see. Yeah, the mouth is now dead. And hey, you know what? So are the other two. There. Yeah, it's the end of the fight. She had a Pidgey and a Pidgeotto left in her party. I uh, defeated the junior trainer female now. She says, wow, you've totally won. And I got some money for winning. All right, so uh, if we go back down here, looks like there's a hidden item here. There must be. Hang on. No. Oh, here we are. Calcium. Calcium. What's calcium? Is calcium defense? Well, it's gonna, we're gonna give it to Sarah. Hey, Sarah, get ready to eat this calcium. Sarah's special rose. Oh, that's good. If we ever, if we ever get her a ground type move, that would be good. Um, yeah. No, and her, her surf and her ice beam, they're special. Yeah, awesome. Go, Sarah. Hey, what, what route am I on? Am I still route 14? Route 13. Okay, if I, if I find some uh, grass, then it's a good opportunity to catch a thing. There's a sign here. Route 13, north to Silence Bridge. Okay. There's two ladies up there. It looks like if I can get them to fight me in the right kind of order, I should be able to get past behind them to some kind of interesting area. So let's, uh... Let's see, how can we do this? Hmm... Maybe I can't. Oh no, looks like it's impossible. How do I get up north there then? Hang on, let me... Oh, okay, no, I can just get... Okay, no, I can get up to that area on my own. Let's, let's explore this little area up here. Okay, there was nothing behind them except an area with a sign. Trainer tips. You select to switch items in the item window. Cool. But there is also here, listeners, there's a cut-downable tree, which I'm about to cut down with Keith and Andy. Uh, oh, no, it's the items list. I want it the Pokemon list. Keith and Andy use cut. Uh, and on the other side of this tree, guess what there is? A big patch of grass. And uh, let me just double-check I'm still in the right route. Da, 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 da. Town map. Use. Route 13. Yes, Route 13. We're going to catch another Pokemon. Who have we got out front? Sarah's level 42. She's going to kill anything as she sees coming. Johnny 5. I'll put Johnny 5 out front. And Johnny 5 can use Swift on whatever, because Swift is going to be pretty pathetic. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? <gasps> it's a... Oh, for fuck's sake. It's a... It's a Pidgey, listeners. Oh my god, why are there so many Pidgeys in this game? It's like an infestation. Someone needs to call the Pidgey Exterminator. I don't even have any slashes to critical hit it dead in one. So just kill it with Swift. I should just run away. Just run away, Johnny Five. Let the, let the Swift hit it. Oh, wow! That really, really kicked its ass. Oh man, it just, it just got me with a whirlwind and I blew away. I did. I would. I wasn't able to catch that Pidgey anyway. That sh sure showed me what was up. All right. Let's see what else I could have caught in this grass. Yeah. There's the next fight. Another Pidgey, and uh, also there is a another Pidgey. Is this just Pidgey grass? What the fuck? Um. Ah, Venonat. Okay. I think it's the same as in in what there was in Route 14. Yeah, go Johnny Five, run away. Alright, let's get back to the maze. There are two more ladies to fight in the maze. Let's uh, just cut through this uh, shrub. 
and I'll go up to those ladies and I will fight them let's go around this uh, long and winding road first oh is there another area up here hang on there's another area of this maze a maze is no fun if you're a maze is just full stop no fun no I've been there already cool awesome this maze is fully exhausted as am I as is my avatar, I imagine, from having to walk through this dumb maze. Alright, so here's these last two ladies to fight. Duh, 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 duh. Here's the first one. Hey, do you want to Pokemon with me? <laughs> is what she says. <laughs> wow, I never knew Pokemon was a euphemism for fucking in this in this world. I guess that makes sense. Beauty sent out Clefairy. Oh no, I forgot to take Johnny 5 out of first position. Now Johnny 5, level 36, is fighting this level 29 Clefairy. That's fine, just swift it. Johnny 5 is swift. I'll wear it down eventually. Yeah, man, swift is actually not too bad. It's more than half dead, and that wasn't even a critical hit. If it was a critical hit, it would be dead in one. Swift again. Like we did last summer. Let's swift again. Like we did last year. Alright, next Pokemon. A Meowth, and Katawina's dead. Oh, dead. Great. Man, none of the Swift hits are critical hits. Maybe Swift can't critical. That would suck for Johnny Five. He lives on crits. Uh, wow, she was real rich. Next lady, here she is. And she's got three Pokemon. And the first one is a Rattata. And it's dead. Swifted to death in one shot. Man, Swift is a better th move than I thought it was. I thought it was just like a shitty little tap. You know, like Poison Sting, but no, it's a real whack. Oh cool, she's about to use Pikachu, which won't... Nothing it'll be able to do to me. Ground-type Johnny Five, so stay out there and I'll cut to when it's dead. Ah, dead in one! Not even a critical hit, but dead in one. It's like a level 20, high 20s. Oh hey, speaking of levels, Johnny Five grew level 37! Well done, Johnny Five! Oh, another Rattata's coming out. And it is... A dead, killed by a swift. Ah, uh, so what are you guys doing, guys and girls? Are you at work? Hey, maybe go make yourself a cup of tea. That's what I sure feel like doing right now. Getting the old, uh, the old hour mark blues. My voice is getting a little bit ratty, and so is my brain. Got the old rat brain. That's what's wrong with me. All right, so the maze is finally over. We've travelled all the way to the east side of this uh, short, thin, long maze. Um, and what there is is piers. Uh, it's a shame I can't surf yet, because I could surf out on these piers. So this is eventually going to lead up to the pier where there is a Snorlax. I think maybe I'll try and make Sarah fight the Snorlax. But, oh man, there's more people here. Uh, yeah, there are two, there's two people here on this pier. So let's, uh, let's fight this first one, who is a lady, and she's got, um, fuck, five Pokemon, Jesus. Alright, well, let's just fodder for the Swifts, I guess. First one's a Pidgey, and it's dead. Good job, Johnny Five. I don't love tea. I kind of feel like a hot drink now, but I don't want coffee. See, that's the thing. Next one's a Meowth. Hey, Meowth kill it with a swift yeah I love coffee I'm a big fan of the drink coffee oh, it's dead um, but it keeps me up all night I'm really susceptible to the caffeine out comes a Rattata stay out there Johnny five you swift again and yeah so I can't drink coffee at midnight because I'll be just awake till the morning Rattata fainers I don't want to be that junior trainer female is about to use a Pikachu so stay out there Johnny five 
So, I kind of, I'll make do with tea, you know? But like, I don't know, the worst flavour I can imagine, not the worst flavour, uh, Pikachu's dead, but one of the worst flavours I can imagine is like tea with sugar in it? I don't know. I'm not a big sugary tea fan. It's disgusting. Out, count, out comes the fifth and final Pokemon, a Meowth. Um, but people love it. Like, I uh, I had someone over to my house just yesterday, and I was like, Hey, you want a tea or coffee? And they're like, tea, please. And I was like, okay. Did you take sugar? And they were like, yeah, two sugars, thanks. So I made it, you know? I made it. I can't imagine drinking it, but I sure made it. You probably listening right now. All right, let's walk along the pier next fight. You listening right now, you probably love tea with sugar. That's fine. You probably hate coffee and you think I'm weird for liking it. Some people do. I know someone who hates coffee. Oh, he's a bird catcher with two Pokemon. Two birds, probably. Two birds. Uh, that's the name of a beer brand I really like. Oh, hey, that's something. Johnny Five Years Swift on this Pidgey, which is the first Pokemon. I took a really big, well, for me it was really big, long uh, break from uh, drinking from drinking alcohol. Because uh, I drunk slightly too much one night. If you go back through my Twitter feed, you can see me... Uh, I made a tweet. You know, one of those dumb ones that people do sometimes where they just say they're really drunk. I did that. And then uh, I re- regretted just becoming so drunk afterwards. I was really embarrassed with myself. Oh, out comes a Pidgeotto because that Pidgey died. Uh, and I swore off the demon drink, uh, and I went for two weeks, and now tonight I cooked a big soup for my whole family and a friend who came over, uh, and when I cook a big soup, I usually have a beer, it's just a habit, and so when I was at the shops, I also ducked around to the bottle shop and I bought a beer, and it was the first beer I drank in two weeks' time, and it felt really good, and I'm going to go for another two weeks now, that was my beer, and now there'll be another two-week drought, uh, yeah. So it feels good to sort of stop drinking every now and again. Uh, yeah, I, I defeated the Pidgeotto, and I've just walked up the pier, and I've accidentally stepped in front of another woman to fight. So me and Johnny Five are going to swift her Pokemon to death. Uh, I was getting into a habit of drinking a beer a night, at least, or the equivalent. N- not even, maybe two, two even, every single night, even work nights, or a cocktail, the equivalent of two beers. That's just like my natural resting state. I'm fighting a, a Goldeen, by the way. Uh, and it felt good to break that habit. Yeah. So that's that. I was talking about coffee, wasn't I? Fuck, I love coffee. Oh, the Goldeen's dead. I'm all out of Swifts. Uh, they're about to use a Poliwag. I'm going to need to switch Pokemon. Well, down on change Pokemon, yeah. Because Johnny Five doesn't have any more offensive moves left. Except for... Uh, poison Sting, and that won't do anything to anybody. So, Mr. Tolly, even though he's pretty beaten up on 57 health out of 128, shall I send him out? Or shall I send... Who shall I send? Polywell. Uh... I mean, it would be good to send out Keith and Andy. It's a shame they're on 33 out of 97. That's untenable. No, we can't have that. Yeah, send out. I'll send out Constantine, who's on 80 health, but is paralyzed. Then we can fight through the paralysis. We're strong. Fight. Confusion. Polywork got me with a water gun. I'll just cut to when it's dead, huh? Ah, done. Right away. Beautiful. Okay. 
And, and here's uh, this trainer's last Pokemon, a horsey. Will Daniel change Pokemon? No. It was a uh, a Weinstefana Pilsner, which I drank while I cooked the soup. And the soup was amazing. Oh, it was such a beautiful soup. Uh, and the beer was really nice as well. But uh, I'll, I won't have another one for quite a while. Because it, it feels good to be saving money on not wasting money on alcohol. And also feels good to not feel reliant on alcohol. Which is what I felt for a little bit there. Uh, it's just a habit. Anyway, uh, yeah, I defeated the horsey. Constantine took a hit. He went down to 67 out of 119 health. Uh, yeah, listeners, if you find yourself in the habit of having a, a drink every single day, give it a break. Give it a rest. I have, and I, I don't regret it at all. I got more pocket money, and I got more not drunkness. All right, let's keep on walking up. Actually, let's quickly swap Sarah out in front. Switch Sarah out. Boop, boop. Okay, so up here is a pier, and there's another cut-downable tree with another patch of grass on the other side of it. Are we in a new route? Let's just double... Route 12. Is route 12 a new route? Hang on, let's go back down. So here we are, further down the pier. Item, town map, use route 13. Okay, route 12 is a new map. And route 12 is the route with the Snorlax on it, and I know I didn't catch a... I know I didn't catch a Pokemon, you know, when I was here before. I know I didn't. So I'm gonna go uh, Pokemon, I'm gonna go Keith and Andy Cup, and I'm gonna step into this long grass. Hey, should I go kill the Snorlax and then come back here and we'll finish on getting a new Pokemon? Yeah, let's go do that. Sarah's going to kill the Snorlax. Where's the Snorlax? And there's a, a trainer I could beat there. Uh, there's a, a further up the piers. There's another cut downable tree. Keith and Andy use cut. Yep. Uh, there's a trainer here. Yeah, he's going to jump me. Uh... But I had to get into this, like, secret area because there's a Pokeball here on the other side of the cut-downable tree as well as this trainer. A fisherman. Hello, fisherman. Sent out a magic carp. Cut to when it's dead. Oh, it, it's dead, and now I'm fighting a second magic carp. Sorry, I was away with the fairies. Um, I'll cut to when this one's... Oh, it's dead. <laughs> I'm killing it with poison stings because I want to keep my ice beams and my, my surfs uh, for later. I don't want to waste them. Alright, so I defeated this guy. What's this Pokeball? Iron! Ah, oh, feed it to Sarah! Come on, right down the menu. Iron. Use iron on Sarah? Yep. Sarah's defense rose. You know what my favorite coffee is? Is when I go to my mum's place and she just... She's got a big French press. She makes up coffee. It's simple stuff. And then when I'm at home, I don't do that ever because I can't be bothered dealing with all the ground. So I just use instant coffee. And it's substandard. It's not as good as my mom's coffee because she's more of an adult than me. And she just deals with the grounds, you know? Chucks them in the compost. All right, so way up here, there's a house. And in the house, there's a man. Hey, I'm the fishing guru's brother. I simply love fishing. Do you like to fish? Yes. Grand. I like your style. Take this and fish. And I received the super rod. Okay, so this is the best fishing rod. 
Um, so the Pokemon I catch, it could be a Water-type Pokemon if I wanted to fish over the edge. Oh! I stepped in front of another fisherman outside this little house. Hey, electricity is my speciality! He's not even a fisherman! He's an electric man! Fantastic! I'm happy about that! Because Sarah is a ground-type, and you can't electric a ground. He's a rocker, and he sends out a Voltorb, so it could potentially self-destruct and kill Sarah right now. So you there, listeners? I'm going to use one of my three Ice Beam. Sarah used Ice Beam, because I want this thing to be dead quick. Dead, dead in one. Go Ice Beam. Ice Beam is magic. Fuck, I love Ice Beam. And Sarah's not dead. The Rocker is about to use an Electrode. I don't think the Electrodes can self-destruct. So I won't swap Pokemon, no. Hello. Oh my god, the Electrode is just the big one! I thought Electrode was like a different type of Pokemon. No, it's a... This one definitely can self-destruct. So we're going to be Ice Beaming it. Enemy Electrode used Light Screen. What the fuck is that? It's protected against special attacks. Sarah used Ice Beam, which is a special attack. Oh my god, it did a fraction of health. I don't have anything which isn't special. I'm out of Body Slams. I'm going to be using Surf. He used Light Screen again, but it failed. Surf is also special. <clears throat> yeah, it did another, like, one more Surf might kill it. Let's try to use Light Screen again, but failed. Come on, kill this thing before it explodes. Please don't explode, Electrode. Oh, it's on a fraction of health. I'm going to use Poison Sting. Electrode used Light Screen again and failed. The fucking moron. The idiot. <laughs> I won. I didn't die. Daniel's defeated the Rocker. That's good. The Rocker says, oh, unplugged. And now we go past him. Up here. Here's the Snorlax. So are we ready for a Snorlax fight, listeners? I'm ready. Yeah, Sarah's going to fight the Snorlax with surfs. A sleeping Pokemon blocks the way. Let's enter our items uh, pocket. Let's uh, use the Poker Flute. Then I'll play the Poker Flute. Beautiful. Ah, oh, Snorlax woke up. And it attacked in a grumpy rage. Alright, so here's the fight which killed Harry Monchan, the Hitmonchan. Snorlax, level 30. Go Sarah, level 42. Fight. Surf. Sarah, use Surf. And... Ooh, critically hit. It's very nearly dead. Snorlax, use Headbutt. From 113 health, we go down to 94. Pretty good hit, Snorlax. Let's use Poison Sting. Sarah, use Poison Sting. Critical hit, dead. Done. You hear that, Harry? Sarah grew to level 43. Alright, Snorlax. Calm down, and with a big yawn, it returned to the mountains. Well done, Snorlax. Alright. So now we've closed the loop. <clears throat> I'm at a T-junction. If I were to head north, I'd get back up to Lavender Town. If I were to head west, I'd get to the SSN Town, I think. Is that right? Uh, whatever. So I'll head, I'll head back down south. I kind of... Um, I'm going to finish the episode on trying to catch a new Pokemon, right? So I can either... See, I can either play it safe and cast my rod into the water and try and catch a water-type Pokemon, 
Or I can get into that long grass and try and catch something in the grass. But it's probably going to be a Pidgey again, isn't it? I mean, I'm going to call myself pretty fucking dumb if it's a, another Pidgey. But I kind of want to gamble that it won't be. I want to gamble that it's going to be something interesting. So let's get into the grass rather than getting into the water. So <clears throat> I'll put Johnny Five out front. And he can use Poison Sting on whatever this thing is that I catch. And we'll catch a Pokemon. Ready? Are we ready, everyone, for the closure of this episode? We're going to step out into the grass. Here it comes. Into the grass. Oh! The first square of grass emits a Pokemon. Ah, oh, fuck! Fuck, fuck, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey, how's it going? It's me, Daniel K. Oh boy, that was a long one, huh? Uh, I've said before that I had intended on making a really long Pokemon episode just to see how it sort of fit in my feed, in my podcast feed, in amongst all the other, you know, maximum one hour ones. Have one big old beanstalk of a, a two hour episode. I had envisioned a lot of things happening in that two hour episode, you know, like maybe visiting two towns, finding a gym and getting a whole bunch of new Pokemon going different places. Uh... In the end, what happened was not very much. But in a Let's Play of a Pokemon game on the Game Boy, I think every now and again you're going to get a couple episodes where not not a, a ton happens. And so it's mostly just me making my way through an unusually long and winding route, or series of four routes, as it were. Um, and then the episode ending. And that's what we got this time. So, uh, uh, yeah... And, I mean, it would normally be over by now, but you're listening to me do the sort of episode recap, and then in a, a couple seconds you're going to listen to me start reading the third chapter in the Moomin story, which is continuing throughout the Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke series. I decided to stick it all in one place so that you can... Like, if there's someone who is... Let's say they're going through my back catalogue and they're just listening to all the Pokemon episodes back-to-back, they'll get the full Moomin story. Let's say there's someone listening to, like, I don't know, every episode of the Axolotl Project, because they love the Axolotl Project, and then all of a sudden there's chapter three of the Moomin story at the end of the Axolotl Project, then they're starting the story, like, in the middle, they don't know what's going on, they get angry, they unsubscribe, they leave a zero-star review, they find me in my house, and they... I don't know, step on my foot or something bad. I don't want any of those things to happen, so I'm going to keep the Moomin story contained to just the Pokemon Nuzlocke series. I think that makes sense, don't you? Uh, the other thing I'm worried about with this series is that I don't want to get, you know, smacked with a big old cease and desist email from the Tove Janssen estate or Puffin Books or whoever the hell owns the rights to publish the uh, audiobooks of the Moomin stories, so I'm kind of hiding them at the end of each episode. I don't want to have a dedicated Moomin reading episode, because that might be in violation of something or other, whereas I'm kind of trying to dance around the violation I'm committing by hiding these uh, chapters at the end of a a, a longer little uh, string of content which I put out. Yeah, that makes sense too, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of sense being made around these paths today. So, uh, should we just get on with chapter three? Thanks for sticking with me this uh, this through this long, long, long episode. Uh, it's about to be even longer, because chapter th- chapter 3 is not a short chapter. I don't think there's any short chapters left. There's only increasingly long chapters of this book. 
Some of them I'll split in half, some of them I won't. This one I won't, because, I mean, we're going to double down, aren't we? It's already been a super long episode. It might as well be a super, super long episode. Why the hell not? <coughs> no, shut up. I don't want to hear any reasons. We'll just, we'll just do it. All right. <coughs> so in Chapter 2, what happened? Uh, Moomin Troll met Tutiki and was a little bit unsure what to think of her. Um, and decided to go sleep at home instead of with her in the enchanted bathing house. And little Mai woke up and decided to go check out what was up in the Moomin house. That was everything that happened in, in uh, Chapter 2. So here we go with Chapter 3. Chapter 3. The Great Cold. All the clocks were running again. Moomin Troll felt less lonely after he had wound them all up. As time was lost anyway, he set them at different hours. Perhaps one of them would be right, he thought. Every so often they struck, and now and then an alarm clock would go off. It comforted him. But he could never forget the one terrible thing, that the sun didn't rise any longer. Yes, it's true. Morning and morning broke in a kind of grey twilight and melted back again into the long winter night. But the sun never showed himself. He was lost, simply lost. Perhaps he had rolled out into space. At first, Moomin Troll refused to believe it. He waited a long, long time. Every day he went down to the shore and sat there to wait, with his snout to the southeast. But nothing happened, and then he went home again, and he closed the hatch in the roof and he lit a row of candles on the drawing room mantelpiece. The dweller under the sink had still not come out to eat, but was probably living a secret and important life all by himself. The Groke sauntered about on the ice, deep in her own thoughts that no one would ever learn, and in the cupboard of the bathing house something dangerous was lurking amongst the gowns. Whatever can one do about such things? Such things just are, but one never knows why, and one feels hopelessly apart because of it. Moomintroll found a large box of paper transfers in the attic, and he lapsed into longing admiration of their summerish beauty. There were pictures of flowers and sunrises and little carts with gaudy wheels, glossy and peaceful pictures that reminded him of the world that he had lost. First he spread them out on the drawing room floor, and then he hit upon pasting them on the walls. He pasted slowly and carefully, so as to make the job last and the brightest pictures he pasted above his sleeping mama. Moomin Troll had pasted along all the way to the looking-glass before he noticed that the silver tray had disappeared. It had always hung to the right of the looking-glass in a red, cross-stitched tray hanger, and now there was only the hanger and a dark oval on the wallpaper. He felt very upset, because he knew that Moomin Mama loved the tray. It was a family treasure that no one was allowed to use, and it used to be the only thing that was polished for midsummer. Distractedly, Moomintroll hunted everywhere. He found no tray, but he discovered that several other things were missing also, such as pillows and quilts, flour and sugar and a kettle, even the egg cosy with the rose embroidery. Moomintroll felt deeply offended, as he regarded himself as responsible on behalf of the sleeping family. At first he suspected the dweller under the sink. He also thought of the groke and of the mystery of the bathing house cupboard. But the guilty one could indeed be anybody. The winter probably was peopled with strange creatures who acted mysteriously and freakishly. I must ask too, Tiki, thought Moomintroll. True, I intended to punish the sun by staying at home until he comes back, but this is very important. When Moomintroll stepped out into the grey twilight, a strange white horse was standing by the veranda, staring at him with luminous eyes. He cautiously approached and greeted it, but the horse didn't move. 
Moomintrol now saw that it was made of snow. Its tail was a broom from the woodshed, and its eyes were small mirrors. He could see his own picture in the mirror eyes, and this frightened him a little, so he made a detour by the bare jasmine bushes. If there were only a single soul here that I knew of old, Moomintrol thought. Somebody who wouldn't be so mysterious, just quite ordinary. Somebody who had also awakened and didn't feel at home, and then, then one could say, Hello! Terribly cold, isn't it? Snow's a silly thing, what? Have you seen the jasmine bushes? Remember last summer when... things like that. Tutiki sat on the bridge parapet singing. I'm Tutiki, and I've made a horse, she sang. A wild white horse that goes a gallop, stamping over the ice and into the night. A white and solemn horse that goes a gallop, carrying the great cold upon his back. And then followed the refrain. How do you mean? asked Moomintroll. I mean that we'll spill river water over him tonight, Tutiki said, and then he'll freeze during the night and become all ice. And when the great cold comes, he'll gallop off and never return any more. Moomintroll was silent, and then he said, Somebody's carrying off things from Daddy's house. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? replied Tutiki cheerfully. You've got too many things about you, as well as things that you remember and things you're dreaming about. And then she started the second stanza. Moomintroll turned about and went away. She doesn't understand me, he thought. Behind him, the exultant chant went on. Sing all you want, Moomintroll muttered angrily, to the point of crying. Sing about your horrible winter. With black ice and unfriendly snow horses and people who never appear but only hide and are queer. He tramped at the slope. He kicked at the snow. His tears froze on his snout, and suddenly he started to sing his own song. He sang it at the top of his voice so that Tutiki would definitely hear it, and then be put out. This was Moomintroll's angry summer song. Listen, winter creatures, who sneaked the sun away? Who are hiding in the dark? I'm making the valley grey. I'm utterly alone, and I'm tired to the bone, and I'm sick enough of snowdrifts just to lay me down and groan. I want my blue veranda, and the glitter of the sea, and I tell you one and all that your winter's not for me. Just you wait until my son comes back to look at you, and then you'll all look very silly, all of you. Moomintroll shouted, he didn't even care about his rhymes anymore, because then I'll dance on a sunflower disc, I'll lie on my stomach, in the warm sand and keep my window open all day, on the garden and the bumblebees, on the blue sky and my own great orange-yellow sun. The silence was oppressive when Moomintroll finished his song of defiance. He stood listening for a while, but nobody opposed him. Something's bound to happen he thought, with a tremble, and then something did happen. High up from near the top of the hill, something came coasting along. It shot downwards in a plume of glittering snow, and it shouted, Stand aside! Keep clear! Moomintroll could only stare. Straight towards him rushed the silver tray, and on it sat the missing egg cosy. Tutiki must have poured river water on them, Moomintroll had time to reflect. And now they're alive, and they're galloping all over the place, and they'll never return home in it. And then the collision came. Moomintroll was thrown deep into the snow, and even under the surface he could hear Tutiki's laughter. There was also another laugh. A laugh that could only belong to one person in the whole world. Little Mai! shouted Moomintroll with his mouth full of snow. He clambered to his feet, besides himself with happiness and expectation. Yes, there she was, sitting in the snow. She had cut holes for her head and arms in the tea cosy, and an embroidered rose adorned the middle of her stomach. Little Mai, cried Moomintroll once again. Oh, you can't even guess. It's been so strange, so lonely. Remember last summer when... Ah, but now it's winter, said Little Mai, and fished for the silver tray in the snow. 
We took a good jump, didn't we? Uh, I woke up and I couldn't go to sleep again, Moomintroll told her. The door had stuck, the sun was lost, not even the dweller under the sink would... Ah, quite, quite, said Little Mai cheerfully. So then you started pasting transfers on the walls. You're the same old Moomintroll. Now I wonder if it would speed up this tray a bit to rub it with candle grease. Ah, that's an idea, said Tutiki. I suppose I'll get quite a kick out of it on the ice, said Little Mai, if one can find something for a sale in the Moomin house. Moomintroll looked at them and thought for a while. Then he said quite quietly, You can always borrow my sun tent. The same afternoon, Tutiki felt in her nose that the great cold was on its way. She poured river water over the horse and carried armfuls of wood to the bathing house. Keep inside today, because she'll be coming, Tutiki said. The invisible shrews nodded, and an agreeing rustle was heard from the cupboard. Tutiki went out to warn the others. Take it easy, said Little Mai. I'll be coming in all right when I feel the pinch in my toes. I can always throw some straw over the mimble. Mai steered her silver tray out onto the ice. Tutiki continued her way towards the valley. On the path, she met the squirrel with a marvellous tail. Keep it home tonight, because the great cold is coming, said Tutiki. Yes, said the squirrel. You haven't seen a spruce cone I left here somewhere? No, I haven't, said Tutiki. But promise, promise that you won't forget that I told you. Stay at home after twilight. It's very important. The squirrel nodded absent-mindedly. Tutiki went on to the Moomin house and climbed the rope ladder that Moomin Troll had hung out. She opened the hatch and she called to him. Moomin Troll was darning the family's bathing trunks with red cotton yarn. I just wanted to tell you that the great cold is on her way, Tutiki said. A, a still greater one, asked Moomin Troll. How big do they grow? This is the most dangerous of them all, said Tutiki, and she'll come in the afternoon, when the sky changes to green, straight in from the sea. Oh, it's a she, then, asked Moomintroll. Yes, and very beautiful, said Tutiki. But if you look her in the face, you'll be frozen to ice. You'll be hard like a biscuit, and then not even crumble. That's why you'd better keep it home tonight. Tutiki crawled back out onto the roof. Moomintroll went down into the cellar, and he filled more peat into the central heating stove. He also spread some carpets over the sleeping family, and then he wound the clocks and then he went out. He felt like having some company when the Lady of the Cold would make her visit. As Moomintroll reached the bathing house, the sky was already paler and greener than before. The wind had gone to sleep, and the dead reeds sprouted stiff and immobile from the ice by the shore. He listened, and he thought that he could hear a very low, deep, and softly humming tone in the silence itself. Perhaps it came from the ice that was freezing itself down deeper and deeper into the sea. The bathing house felt all warmed, and on the table stood Moomin Mama's blue teapot. He sat down in the garden chair and he asked, When is she coming? Quite soon now, said Tutiki, but don't worry. Well, the Lady of the Cold doesn't worry me any, said Moomin Troll. I'm worried about the others, you see, those that I don't know anything about. Like the dweller under the sink, and that one in the cupboard, or the groak that only looks at you and never says a word. Tutiki rubbed her nose and thought. Well, it's like this, she said. There are such a lot of things that have no place in summer, and autumn and spring. Everything that's a little shy and a little rum, some kinds of night animals and people that don't fit in with others, and that nobody really believes in, you see. They keep out of the way all year, and then when everything is quiet and white, and the nights are long and most people are asleep, then they appear. 
Do you know them? asked Moomintroll. Some of them, replied Tutiki. The dweller under the sink, for instance. Quite well. But I believe that he wants to lead a secret life, so I can't introduce you to each other. Moomintroll kicked at the table leg and he sighed. I see, I see, he replied. But I don't want to lead a secret life. Here one comes stumbling into something altogether new and strange, and not even a soul asking one in what kind of a world one has lived before. Not even little mine wants to talk about the real world. And how does one tell which one is the real one? said Tutiki with her nose pressed against a pane. Here she is. The door was pushed open, and little Maya sent the silver tray clattering in along the floor. That sail's not bad, she said, but what I really need now is a muff. Your mama's egg warmers'll never do, no matter where I cut the holes. Already it looks like something that one would never even have the cheek to give away to a displaced hedgehog. I can see that, replied Moomintroll, with a bleak look at the egg warmer. Little Maya threw it on the floor, and it was immediately tidied off into the stove by an invisible shrew. Well, is she coming? said Little Maya. I think so, said Tutiki quietly. Let's take a look outside. They went out onto the landing stage and sniffed towards the sea. The evening sky was green all over and the world seemed to be made of thin glass. All was silent, nothing stirred, and slender stars were shining everywhere and twinkling in the ice and it was terribly, terribly cold. Yes, she's on her way, said Tutiki. We'd better go inside. The shrew stopped playing under the table. Far out on the ice came the Lady of the Cold. She was pure white, like the candles, but if one looked at her through the right pane, she became red, and seen through the left one, she was pale green. Suddenly, Moomintroll felt the pain become so cold that it hurt, and he drew back his snout in rather a fright. They sat down by the stove, and they waited. Don't look, said Tutiki. Hello, there's something crawling into my lap, cried Little Mai surprisedly, and looked down at her empty skirt. Yes, it's my shrews, said Tutiki. They're scared. Sit still. They'll go away very soon. Now the Lady of the Cold was walking past the bathing house. Perhaps she did cast an eye through the window, because an icy draught suddenly swept through the room and darkened the red-hot stove for a moment. And then it was over. Feeling a little embarrassed, the invisible shrews jumped down from Little Maya's lap, and everybody rushed to the window and looked out. The Lady of the Cold was standing by the reeds. Her back was turned, and she was bending down over the snow. It's the squirrel, said Tutiki. He's forgotten to keep it home. The Lady of the Cold turned her beautiful face towards the squirrel and distractedly scratched him behind one ear. Bewitched, he stared back at her, straight into her cold blue eyes. The Lady of the Cold smiled, and she continued on her way. But she left the foolish little squirrel lying stiff and numb with all his paws in the air. Too bad, said Tutiki grimly, and she pulled her cap over her ears. She opened the door, and a cloud of white snow fog came whirling in. She darted out, and in a moment she slipped back in again and laid the squirrel on the table. The invisible shrews came running with hot water and rolled up the squirrel in a warmed towel, but his little legs sprouted just as sadly and stiffly in the air as before, and he did not move a whisker. He's quite dead, said little Mai, matter-of-factly. At least he saw something very beautiful before he died, said Moomintroll in a trembling voice. Oh well, said Little Mai. In any case, he's forgotten it by now. And I'm going to make myself a sweet little muff out of his tail. Oh, but you can't, Moomintroll cried, very upset. He must have his tail with him in the grave. Because he has to be buried, hasn't he, Tutiki? Hmm, replied Tutiki. It's very hard to tell if people take any pleasure in their tails when they're dead. 
Please, said Moomatroll, don't talk about him being dead all the time. It's so sad. Well, when one's dead, then one's dead, said Tutiki kindly. The squirrel will become earth all in his time, and still later on they'll grow trees from him, with new squirrels skipping about in them. Do you think that's so very sad? Well, perhaps not, said Moomintroll, and then he blew his snout. But in any case, he's going to be buried tomorrow, and his tail too, and we'll have a nice and very proper funeral. The following day, it was very cold in the bathing house. The fire was lighted in the stove, but evidently the invisible shrews were very tired. The coffee pot that Moomintroll had brought from the home had a thin layer of ice under the lid. Moomintroll wouldn't take any coffee, out of consideration for the dead squirrel. You'll have to give me my bathing gown, he said solemnly. Mother's told me that funerals are always very cold. Well, then turn your back and count to ten, said Tutiki. Moomatrol turned towards the window and he counted. At eight, Tutiki shut the cupboard door and gave him his blue gown. Ah, you remember that mine was the blue one, Moomatrol said happily. He stuck his paws in the pockets at once, but found no sunglasses there. Only a little sand and a perfectly round and smooth white pebble. He closed his paw around the pebble. Its roundness held all the security of summer. He could even imagine that it was still a little bit warm from lying in the sun. You look as if you're at the wrong party, said Little Mai. Moomintroll didn't even look at her. Are you coming to the funeral or not? he asked, in a dignified manner. Yes, of course we're coming, said Tutiki. He was a very nice squirrel in his way. Especially in the tail, Little Mai said. They wrapped the squirrel in an old bathing cap and they stepped out into the bitter cold. The snow crunched under their paws, and their breaths became clouds of white smoke. Moomintroll soon felt his snout stiffen, so that it was impossible to wrinkle it. Tough going, this, little Mai said happily, and she skipped along over the frozen shore. Can't you slow up a bit? asked Moomintroll. This is a funeral. He was able to draw only very short breaths in the icy air. I never knew you had any eyebrows at all, said little Mai interestedly. And now they're all white, and you look more confused than ever. Keep quiet now, said Tutiki sternly, because neither you nor I know anything about funerals. Moomintroll cheered up. He carried the squirrel up to the house, and he laid it down before the snow horse, and then he went up the rope ladder and down into the warm, peaceful drawing room where everybody lay asleep. He searched all the drawers, and he ransacked every place, but he didn't find what he needed. He went to his mother's bed, and he whispered a question in her ear. She sighed and turned around. Moomintroll repeated his whisper. And then Moomin Mama answered from the depths of her womanly understanding of all that preserves tradition. Black bands. They're in my cupboard, top shelf, to the right. And then she sank back into her winter sleep again. But Moomintroll took out the ladder from under the staircase and he climbed up to the top shelf of the cupboard. And there he found the box with all those superfluous things that can sometimes be absolutely necessary. Black bands for mourning, golden bands for great celebration, and the key to the house, and a champagne whisk, and the tube of porcelain glue, and spare brass knobs for the bedposts, amongst all sorts of other things. When Moomintroll came out again, he had a black bow on his tail, and also made fast a little black bow on Tutiki's cap. But Little Mai refused blankly to be decorated. If I feel sorry, I needn't show it with a bow, she said. If you feel sorry, that is, said Moomintroll, but you don't. No, said Little Mai, I can't. I'm always either glad or very angry. Would it help the squirrel if I were sorry? No, but if I'm angry at the Lady of the Coals, I might bite her on the leg sometime, and then perhaps she'll take care not to scratch other little squirrels behind the ear, just because they're sweet and fluffy. There's something in that, said Tutiki. 
But Moomintroll is also right, however that is possible. And what do we do now? Well, now I'm going to dig a hole in the ground, said Moomintroll. This is a nice spot. There are a lot of marguerites here in summer. Ah, but dearest, said Tutiki sadly. The ground's frozen stone hard. You couldn't bury even a grasshopper in this. Moomintroll looked helplessly at her without replying. No one said a word, and at that moment the snow horse lowered its head and cautiously sniffed at the squirrel. It looked questioningly at Moomintroll with its mirror eyes, and its broomstick tail moved slightly. At that same time, the invisible shrew stuck up a sad tune on his flute, and then the snow horse lifted the squirrel onto his back, tail and bathing cap and all, and everybody started to walk back to the shore. And Tutiki sang this about the squirrel. There was a little squirrel, a very small squirrel, and he wasn't very clever, but his fur was nice and warm. And now he's cold, quite cold, and all his legs are numb. But still he is the squirrel with the marvellous tail. When the horse felt hard ice under his hooves, he tossed his head, and his eyes lighted up, and suddenly he cut a caper and he galloped off. The invisible shrew changed to a fast and lively tune. Further and further away galloped the snow horse with the squirrel on his back. Finally he was just a speck on the horizon. I wonder if this went off right, said Moomintroll worriedly. It couldn't have gone any better, said Tutiki. Well, it could, said Little Mai, if only I'd got that nice tail off him. And that's the end of chapter three. I doubt that many of you made it all the way this far, but uh, thanks for sticking around, those who did. I'm in my back shed, and it's 40 degrees Celsius. So I need to finish recording before I dry up completely and blow away with the wind. Bye, listeners. Bye. The diver is my love. And I am his gift. I am not deceived. Who takes one breath above for every hour below?